on our wedding day, we didn't find out till later, but one of my husband's siblings were in jail the day, the night before. Wait, one of your, who? One of my brothers-in-laws. Oh, okay. So maybe this doesn't go in. <laughs> maybe it does. I don't think it matters. It can go in. Um, yeah. So one of my husband's brothers was in jail the night before our wedding and the family and the everyone kept it from us yeah until months after our wedding and he showed up he was it was literally the movie of like he's in jail like i have to get to my brother's wedding the day of and like family's calling trying to get him out um put concealer over a bruise that he had on his. did he get out he got out he was at the wedding uh. And we didn't know. And so our vendors, several people got their cars towed. Yeah. Josh got his car stolen, Josh, right? Josh got his car stolen at my wedding reception. He was one of the best men. Um, I didn't hear about any of it. Literally none of it until way after my wedding. Best thing ever. Trust yeah. your team. Pick a team that on the day of will not tell you anything bad that happens. <laughs> No, I know you're judging me, so I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> can you leave the room for a second? <laughs> Come back. All right, here mm. we go. All right, welcome back to another episode of Moving the Mountain, a creative leadership podcast. We have a very special guest today, Belle Santes. Is it Santes or Santes? <laughs> Santes. Santes. Santes works. I like overemphasize that. That's fine. Uh, she's been a video editor here at Move Mountains for, is it five years? I think it was yeah. 2018. Yeah, 2017. 2017. Yeah. Wow. Uh, she helped develop the entire vision of our videos and uh, then passed it on to our other editors. Um, so welcome, Belle. Excited to be here. That's crazy. Although wow. when I first met Belle, it was Belle Jesus. It was. And now Belle. It's a great name. Santez. Yeah. Oh. So we want to talk a little bit about self development mm-hmm. um might be one of bell's first podcasts it's ever it's definitely so. w- my first podcast <laughs> ever um it's debatably last i'm not sure when this is gonna come around you know sometimes it hits and sometimes you know sometimes it doesn't so we'll see right now the thought is do i look you in the eye or do Are i you look like looking the, the camera? camera no i mostly like just oh, okay. converse and let the cameras roll okay cool cool but um yeah, so you you we met in in school uh, when when we were first kind of starting the company, yeah. and um, I had saw that you had done a vlog. <laughs> uh, it was like a recap of some of the school, some kids on the beach. Yeah. And what I noticed about it was really great storytelling. We thought like, then. We thought then. <laughs> we, thought we thought then. then. And uh, from that, um, you know, you had I think shot it on an iPhone. Yeah. Edited it in iMovie. And so I had given you, I was like, hey, do you think you can edit a wedding? Gave you a drive. Crazy. I think you spent like 30 days. Probably. Editing John and Emily's wedding. Uh, like yep. the most requested video to this day. Is John and Emily. Yeah. They still reach out. Shout out to John and do Emily. Do they? I think, yeah, they do. Oh. You know? So I will uh, say nothing negative about that video. Yeah. They're, they're a great couple. Um, but then I remember after about 30 days... You, you had you had like something happened in the project file. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It got deleted. Oh no, it it didn't. Now I know. So, okay. Well, first of all, I never edited a wedding, and this was um. I also didn't know that one would get paid for such a job. <laughs> I just she didn't get paid. I I never never got paid to this <laughs> she's day. Still, she's still doing. I, it I still don't get paid. <laughs> this is a passion. Um, and you mentioned. Like you just needed someone to edit a video. You saw this vlog. I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Like never done this before. I really hope you know that. Um, don't have final cut. And you're like, it's okay. I'll get you final cut. Yeah. Um, you're like, pick pick a song from this website. And I'm like, I can't pay for this song. <laughs> and you're like, don't worry about it. Use the watermarked and then we'll cover it later. Um, and I think maybe a month into editing this video or maybe at the 15th day mark, all the files unlinked. So oh, okay. the drive got knocked out of my computer. Yeah. And then all the files were read. And what I know now to just mean they're unlinked. And so all I had to do was select all relink files. And I spent probably three hours researching on the internet how to recover deleted files. I was fully trying to recover this project file. Uh, okay. And it was just unlinked. So I restarted from scratch. And that's when I was like, I give up. <laughs> yeah. 
And I said, I can't do this. And that's, you actually told me that. You're like, yeah, I can't do this. I'm just going to give you back the drive. And forget me. (laughs) Yeah, move on from me. This is it for me. Oh, man. And um, we had just learned something and we were going to a leadership school. We just learned something. And I was like, I should put this into practice. Uh, And I was like, you know, I was like, like, you took it. I was like, you should really complete the project. Finish what you started might have been the worst. Finish what you started. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, And you did. And uh, I thought it was pretty good, you know, for the first one. Um, And I was pretty desperate, too. I think I had like 34, 35 plus videos. You were like, hey, you're a month into this. Yeah. And I need this done. So can you just please do it? I can't go back. Um, Oh, man. And then it was uh, was that second video. I was like. Olivia. Yeah. And someone. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was like, edit all our videos. Yeah. <laughs> that one. I was so nervous about that video. So nervous to send it. Um, and I think I sent it at like probably midnight. And your response was, can you please edit all of our videos? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even like, wow, this is what I was expecting. It was like, he doesn't hate it. This isn't bad. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. No yeah. idea. And... um. I was super relieved because I finally <laughs> found someone to edit all these videos. I had brides hitting me up every day in class. I was like stressed, like literally still in class. shooting weddings. And um, that was a brutal time. But uh, travesty. what I thought was like really great um, and a really great quality um, that I find to be rare is like self-development, you know, um, where it wasn't just you applied what you knew at the time to the project. You researched, I remember, hours and hours and hours, dedicated hours and hours behind the scenes. Like you'd watch all types of wedding videos. We would talk about different wedding videos and send you wedding videos. Um, We'd kind of kick back uh, different ideas for wedding videos. And I feel like that's something, we had a conversation the other day, that's still something you do. Mm -hmm. You watched one of our big inspirations, uh, new wedding teaser. And yeah, you were kind of like breaking it down. Like Mm -hmm. how does he do this? How does he do that? Um, and I think that's like a rare quality, um, self-development where you spend your own time, uh, researching it. Now, is that something that like, is just like an innate thing with you or is it just your desire to want to get better? Where do you feel like, um, you got that? I, I didn't know to put this into words probably until a year or so ago, but I realized that I like a challenge Hmm. and, um, probably to a detriment sometimes, I can thrive under pressure. Um, And so that often also meant like procrastinating because I knew that I would thrive under pressure and then in the last moment feel like existential dread at how much I had to do, but then always be proud of the work. Hmm. Um, And so now looking back, I think it was first realizing that this world exists. because I didn't know that editing a vlog on iMovie that I filmed on my iPhone was anything that could become anything. I had many, many a failed YouTube channels. <laughs> um, but I think that once I was presented with the opportunity to do it and then shown someone way better than me at it, the yeah. challenge was there. I was like, oh, so people make money doing this and they do it really well. And if they can do it, like, why can't I? Right. Not even from, not from a place of like, oh, I can do it, but just like logically and practically, if any other human could do it, like, what are the odds that I'll fail at it? Right. Um, and then, so I think that I can put words to that now, but back then it probably was just the drive of a challenge and being really excited to get into this world and excited that I found this thing that I was good at that I didn't know I was good at. Right. Um, and then being presented Henry, which that was a huge resource. Like that was the Skype calls with Henry and him watching back our work and, and critiquing even my individual stuff um, was huge. And so I think it, I had a really good role model from a distance almost. Right. Um, yeah, it's kind yeah. of having that mentor because um, it gives you something to aim at. 
Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, that's how good something can be. That's how good you can be at your craft. His storytelling is so good. That's my favorite thing about Henry. Anyone can make a good video. But something that always sticks out to me is his storytelling. And he can get you in on a 10-minute video where you feel like it's been two minutes. And that was, I remember, early on a discussion that we had had where it's like we were watching all these different wedding videos and we're like, when do we check out? Right. You know, is it at the seven-second mark? Is it at the 70-second mark? Right. the seven-minute mark? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, And it was just like, well, why are we checking out? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was like the early stages of what we would call like our template yep for for our videos the skeleton you know how do you hold a person's attention yeah uh, and it was also kind of the development of the shot list too yep. of like what to focus on and then like what to kind of disregard yeah. on a wedding day yeah um but that is something i think about your videos where you're right anyone can kind of maybe copy a, mm-hmm. a video kind of put in the clips in an order mm-hmm. uh, that makes sense chronologically to the day. But then it's just like turning, making a narrative that's actually compelling. Right. And like pulling you in. Yeah. How yeah. do you do that? Well, <laughs> I'm a girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, maybe that's controversial. <laughs> what is what? a girl? <laughs> a biological. <laughs> um that kind of podcast. Um, well, I do think that I am a natural romantic and mm. I think that that brought me an edge, um, in the world where editing, I think still to this day, there's nothing wrong with it, but I think that there's a lot of guys that edit. I don't yep. think that there's anything wrong with that. Um, but I just hadn't seen like my role models, Henry in editing, you know, I don't right. necessarily have a girl editor that I'm looking at. And so, um, I think that I was able to see a lot of people who are good at final cut, like good at editing. And then I am naturally, I'm more of a romantic. And so I'm hearing this person's wedding vows and I'm crying, Right. you know, like to this day I cry when their vows are good. And I've seen hundreds of weddings at this point. Right. Um, and it was like, I, I noticed the, there's something called a female gaze. Um, I think, I don't know if we talked about this before, but, um, it's the difference between a man and a woman, like they've done experiments and uh, someone, I don't know, maybe someone can disprove me, but from what I know, um, when you show an image to a guy or you show an image to a girl, there are certain things that their eyes naturally gravitate towards. And for women, it's called a female gaze. And so I remember I would notice the hand like on the arm in this wide shot of like, I don't know, the, the couple was posed together and I would notice the glance between them. And it's just something like the female gaze is attracted to something different than the male gaze naturally is. Hmm. Um, and I, again, didn't know that then, but those were things that I noticed and therefore I wanted to draw out. And those are the things that make you feel. And right. I think like, you know, it's the brush of the hand. It's the glance when no one's seeing. It's the smile. It's it's the the playing with the fingers. It's all of those little things right. that are actually tiny little parts of this grand shot. The landscape is beautiful, but the romance, like the moment, is actually in the hand. Right. You know, um, and I guess then I just gravitated towards that. Yeah, and I have noticed that with like. You know, some more uh, inexperienced editors where they got the shot, Mm -hmm. but was it the moment? Right. You know, and a lot of that too is just like within like a ceremony and it's just like, why did you put that shot there? You know, Mm -hmm. is that, you know, there's like, why don't we scrub through that angle a little bit more and really find, you know, the emotion in it. Yeah. Um, So I think that is big. You definitely need a huge amount of attention to detail for the films. And I yeah. think you got to really know what you're looking for. So I think you kind of put that together early on and maybe yeah. just were pretty intuitive with it. Yeah. Uh, and we're able to kind of draw that out. Um, I definitely think in the beginning it was a lot more just the, that intuitive feeling. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know actually practically if you asked me to break it down back then. Yeah. I really couldn't. Well, we were also like trying some like crazy <laughs> things too, like watch some of our older films and it's just like, I've made some bad song choices. It was like the stranger things, like, 
theme song with one of our uh, okay. what, I think it's Victoria's wedding. Yeah, I picked that song. It's not a good song. You didn't necessarily like it. The couple, <laughs> the couple didn't. Li- you were like, "All right, but let's try." Let's try it. And then we purchased uh, the Zoom. Yeah, transition. Yeah, transitions, we yeah. purchased the pack, and so all the transitions were like zooming into the ocean <laughs> and then back out to a portrait. And um, we delivered it, and the couple were like, "Oh, maybe another song." And then we changed the song. They're like, "Actually, let's go back to the original." Yeah, they like. Thank the God. Yeah, that was risky. Wouldn't do that again. And we've done some things like that that were just like, um, I feel like is my posture okay? Is that angle okay? My posture is terrible, and I kind of you're like forgetting. Also, like, just uh, rearrange like real out, quick. I should be out like here. That's fine. You can see your posture. I can't. You can't see it. Oh, I didn't see that wide angle. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, mother. I know. I was like, yeah, this is me all the time. Like That's what happens head. when you work in front of a computer. Yeah, right. <laughs> all day, every day. But um, yeah. So that couple, they were they ended up being happy with it, but there were definitely some some things I think that we were just, we were just trying different things. Oh in the yeah. Beginning. Um, and now I think we really have a, a look and our, our voice down. Yeah. Um, and it's very refined. It's, it, and it's so subtle too, because like I watch some of your films versus, you know, some of our newer editors film. And I like, I almost can't like, it's like, I know this one's better. <laughs> and I don't know why. And I don't know why. It's yeah. like the storytelling <laughs> or it's just like, it's all these like very, Wow, I'm just getting complimented. That's why I brought you here. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Um, Should do this more often. I know, right? Just come on the podcast whenever you're down. I will leave so prideful (laughs) whenever you're down. Oh, man. But that's tricky. I think that one thing you can, you can train someone, um, but you, I was talking to a hairstylist about this last week and she's been doing just cutting hair, Mm. no color. She decided to become an expert in cutting Mm. for 30 years. And so she analyzes your face. Hair looks great. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I went to her. (laughs) Um, She, you sit down and she analyzes your face shape and she's getting into all of these intricacies. She's like taking into account how you're talking and how you carry yourself and what you wore to the appointment and like putting all of this into a profile and bringing that into how you cut your hair. Um, and I was realizing, and she was mentioning, we we're talking about uh, the wedding photo industry and saying how you can train someone to cut great hair. You can train someone to take great photos and to edit great films, but you kind of can't teach someone your eye. Right. Like it's just your eye. And it's good in some ways because someone else has their own eye. And so you kind of don't want to take away someone's own eye, you know? Right. Um, but I, it's hard to just teach someone something that's like so f- connected to even just how you process and who you are. I think that's how it is. It's like kind of how your brain works. Yeah. And like how like, you know, how you synops- think. Yeah. How you think. And yeah. like you, you visualize things and you think about things. Um, you know, someone who's like super OCD kind of sees like a lot of things mm-hmm. that like bother them. And in a way it makes them good at something because, yeah. you know, they can arrange things in a certain way that make you feel better that other person could sense the difference maybe but they don't know it's felt why yeah well you're like that with photo i think like your turn (laughs) i remember like in the beginning maybe i had good storytelling but i had trash color (laughs) you know yeah color is tough and the amount of notes where you'd be like two clicks magenta and i'm like i don't see a difference yeah. But you could see a difference. And I think that um, it took, I mean, it took a long time before I could see a difference. And so to that, I do think um, you trained me in part of your eye. Hmm. But ultimately, no one's ever going to see color the same way you do. And that's why you're going to look at a photo and be like, hey, like two clicks too warm, you know? Right. And that makes a difference for you, but maybe not for someone else. And maybe not even for the couple, Right. But I, I, it's, it's you. I think it's like some degree where it's just like, you know, people can, can look at certain things and they, they or it's better, but they don't know why it's better. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of goes back to that. It's like, yeah, they can sense it, but they don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, and I think it's all those like very granular things that we spend a lot of time, like all the minutiae that we put, poured over, like, you know, how is this transition or how yeah. is this shot or, you know, how is this color? Yeah. Um, 
you know, that really kind of helped, I think, elevate our films mm-hmm. uh, in the industry. Um, but yeah, I think that about wraps up the podcast. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So back to uh, self-development, how do you feel like, you know, again, was that something that was, you know, you just kind of do naturally? Is that like birth out of passion? Um, I love, okay. I love video editing. Um, anything you do for too long, right? Anything that even your passion can feel like work, but at the core, I still love video editing. And so I think like to this day, um, I'll watch one of Henry's teasers and I'm just intrigued by how he did it, you know? And, um, I don't know if I ever lost that. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm just still attracted to a challenge. Um, and I see, well, now I can't, almost can't help it. I feel like now when I watch a video, I can't help break it down. Right. And think about it. There isn't like, I, I almost right. can't, it's like, you can't turn it now off. Now you watch a movie and you notice right. every single angle and a single camera, like you notice everything. Um, you can't help it. And so I kind of feel that way with video. Um, and every wedding video I see, I just, I can't help it, but be like, Oh, I know how they did that transition. Mm. I know where they bought that flair <laughs> or I know, you know, I see what they did here with the music, which I think that was a huge part of it too. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I honestly, I, I think like even my belief in God and like the fact that like biblical principles, I think really played into it. Like we are told to do everything that our hands find to do with excellence, right? Giving it our best. And I, and I think that, um, you know, that's more of nurture versus nature. Right. Um, it's the things that I, I feel like I've been hearing my whole life. And so the, the, the realm that I was raised in was also that like, you don't, you can't just quit. Like you can't just drop something. Um, I think there was, I had the encouragement to face a challenge. Um, a good mom, (laughs) you know, to be like, don't give up, like, don't quit, um, figure this out and encourage all of that adventure. Um, yeah, I, I, I think now I'm navigating how to make this, how to take that like, uh, self-development and self-growth into practical steps. Um, because once you've been doing something for long enough, right. Like, I feel like you kind of start going insane. <laughs> yeah. And you edit, I mean, quite a lot of films, um, you know, in the five years you've probably done 300 films. I wouldn't even know. I've just, the list has never stopped. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're pumping out two a week. Yeah. That was cool. um, quite consistently for, <laughs> for a few years. So it's like, yeah, that was wild. How, where do you go? I mean, does that get monotonous for a creative to just, kind of be doing the same thing like how do you stay um into the work and how do you stay how do you kind of keep pushing so there's inspiration and then I think there's just getting what you need to do done um and I think certain days are going to feel like one or the other and you kind of just have to push through regardless um because it does get I'm sure you've experienced with photo it does get monotonous where you're like I can't look at another wedding dress I can't do this um and so when that happened, that was when, right, we started developing the skeleton right. of what made a good film. And I think then, what, a couple years ago now, two, three years ago, was when we started really breaking down um, what part of the song do we transition into bride right. prep? You know, yeah. what part of the song do we transi- transition into groom prep? And why does that feel right? right? And that, I think, man, I think the creative world needs that kind of structure if it's going to be done with volume, yeah, you know, or else that's. But even with that, there's like a cadence to it where it just feels better, you know? Um, and I remember you mentioning that to me, you're like, oh yeah, I transition <laughs> it at like certain points. And I hang like when the chorus hits, like, and you had planned it all out. Yeah. I was just like, what? I didn't even know you're doing that. Like, um, and it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, you know, it's a good film, but you don't know why. Yes. And there are all these things that are kind of go into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of realized the same thing like with our shot list. And then once I kind of developed that, once you develop the editing uh, system, yeah. you're able to like train up. You're able to teach someone. Other people, you can teach it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not just like, oh, it's like. It's all me. Right. Because then it also 
morbid, but it dies with you. Right. Like if you can't teach someone what you're good at, then that's it. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, that was a huge, huge blessing in a way like that, mm-hmm. the, the template and the formula to our films, yeah. um, game changer. It really was a game changer. Yeah. Um, the music was from the beginning. Um, I've always been inspired first and foremost by the song Yeah. for every highlight. Um, to this day, I, I don't actually think I'm a true creative. Like I've been thinking about like that word and, um, there's like people who are true, 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 like creatives. And they're the people that are in the outskirts of society creating crazy art and like probably don't care about anything other than art and surviving. Right. (laughs) Um, and I'm inspired by those people. And so I need their creativity, the The crazies, um, the starving artists. Right. And like, I realized that I'm not a starving artist (laughs) Um, and that's okay, but I need the starving artist that's creating great music, that's creating great art because that's what I'm basing my inspiration off of. And so when I hear, like when I'm picking music, I'm scrubbing through and I'm looking at the couple's portraits. And as I'm listening to it, I'm watching through it and I'm seeing, like you can match a vibe. Like what song that they choose for their first dance gonna tell me a lot about them. What did, um, what dress did the bride pick? That's gonna tell me a lot about her personality. Um, not that we're just gonna categorize people, but we're pretty categorizable <laughs> as humans. Yeah, no, we really are. <laughs> Weddings like, all look the same low key, like, yeah. right? The structure of a wedding, few things change, but- No offense. No offense, mine did too, <laughs> you know? I'm not married. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think we can tell a lot about someone and so I can be listening to a song and like Jason and Kristen, for example, mm-hmm. their personality, like the right. dress she chose, the color she chose for her wedding, the location she chose, told me so much about who, who she is and I've never met her before. Right. Still to this day, haven't met her. Um, I'm holding on to that. <laughs> and this is this is really good um, too for like brides. Um, when it comes to choosing mm-hmm. music, um, that's always something that we tend to get hung up on Yeah. Um, when brides don't have their music selected or they do choose a song. What do you prefer how important is the music in a film um it's a great question you know the answer (laughs) yes um of course i think the best product you're ever gonna get in a creative world is when you give the artist creative freedom um i think the best films we've made we've had the freedom to choose the songs yeah um and i i've the brides have always been the happiest right yeah and i love i love when they tell me like things about their personality and things about their wedding. There's like a box right in the day of form that says like things that are important to you throughout your day. I love that box. And so when they're not filled in, I'm like, "Ah," you know, because that gives me an insight to like what's important to you. Now when that box is filled in and then choose for me is checked off, it's like, great. Now I can really work with something here. And I think I'm going to produce something that you're going to love because you're telling me about yourself and then you're trusting me to take that and then do what I do best. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. I think sometimes brides um, or couples will choose a song that maybe they just like, mm-hmm. you know, um, maybe they like country music and they pick a country song. Oh, it's kind of like difficult to edit too. It's hard to find emotion. It's just never good um, to that. Um, no offense. Yeah, no offense. No offense to anyone who shows in a country song. Yeah. Um, you know, or there's like a popular song, you know. Yeah, it's almost one of the worst choices. Yeah. I think Ed I would, Sharon, yeah, I think comes country up a lot. is better. Choosing an old school country song is better than choosing like something that's poppy. Yeah. Because that's going to, that's just going to date your film. Yeah. And then um, there is a song out there by I think Christina Perry. I think it's called A Thousand um, Years. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's it's not a terrible Actually, song to edit to. It's like pretty emotional. No, it's great the first time. Yeah. Maybe the second time. <laughs> but, you know, if you're looking, I think if you're looking for like a very creative film, you might not. You're just not going to get it. Yeah. Well, it's always the it's always like, um, you know, can I have Christina Perry A Thousand Years? But I really want um, a party feel for the dancing. Right. It's like, um, okay. <laughs> Sorry, um, one or the other. Right. Yeah. So song choices probably, would you say it's the most, I I almost feel like it's the the most important. It's the foundation. It's absolutely. Um, 
Absolutely. I've seen the most extravagant, beautiful weddings in the films where what I would consider mediocre in what it could in comparison to what it could have been. Right. If we were just given the freedom to choose the music. And I think the couple would have loved it. And it's like, man, you book your florist and you tell her the colors you want or him, whatever. You tell them the colors you want and they you trust them to create the bouquet and the, the decor. You tell your planner the vibe you're going for and then you trust them to execute. And then you hire a videographer and you're like, well, I want this song and I want it this way. Right. It's like you trusted all your other vendors to come through. Right. Trust me on this one. And a lot of times I feel like couples go with us for a reason. I would say a good percentage mm-hmm. of them so yeah i think that is it's it, trust i remember i commissioned an artist to paint this uh, painting as a gift for my brother and i had a concept um and i went to him and had a color palette <laughs> and i was like these are the colors i want and this is it was like it was going to be like a, his room with like this radiator and like steam coming out of it um and i gave it to he's a tattoo artist but he's also a painter mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't know how many months it was. And he, he's like, oh, the painting is ready. You can come pick it up. And it came through. And it was just like totally different. But it was like so outside of my imagination. Yes. And I was like. Did you like it? I loved it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, this is either going <laughs> to prove my point <laughs> or um, derail it. Yeah, no, I, I loved it. And I was just like. Better than what you could have thought of. Better than what I could have thought of. Yeah. And it, he did this thing. It was like a reflection of broken glass. That's and there was so like cool. flies and steam. And it was all these other different colors mm-hmm. that I didn't even mention. My brother still has it hanging That's up. That's so cool. Um, And it was, he did it on like a canvas too. It was like super skinny and like very, very tall. And I was like, this is sick and, and you trusted him i trusted him and the product was better than if he would have just done exactly what you asked for yeah yeah so i mean i think that's just point there is if you if you like the vendors that you chose you're gonna trust them to, yeah to do their yeah to do their thing i think um what we've developed too is i think the playlists help yeah and so you know when we send the brides the playlists and they choose from those they're it gives the couple an element of control if they're really seeking that, um, but then also keeps it within the realm of like, okay, we can work with this. And I thought that like, when I remember when we did that it was kind of revolutionary too. Yeah. I was like, can you curate this playlist so that we stop having to edit to the same songs? I think it can be very overwhelming for couples choosing music for their highlight yeah. because these websites have oh tens gosh. of thousands of songs. Hundreds of thousands. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely up there. So to go yeah. through all that on top of planning a wedding, now they're tasked with like, all right, I have to go through this entire library of music. And, and who likes to do that? I barely like listening to music. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> I can't even listen to it. Yeah, no. But I, I do think it's the most important part of a highlight. Um, it will determine the vibe. And I 100% draw all of my inspiration on the music yeah. for the Cali wedding, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent probably a whole day listening to hours of music and I picked a couple songs. I would drag them in. I would edit with them a little bit. They weren't it, took them out. And then like, until I found the sound that I was looking for in my head and I knew it, I knew it existed and I could see that it would fit the vibe of the bride, like the Palm Springs vibe. Yeah. Um, and so I just needed to find that song. But like, instead of the bride sifting through hundreds of thousands of songs, I got to do that for her, you know? Right. And it took me a whole day just like listening and trying song after song after song until something came together. And then once once it hit, it was like, yes, this is it. And then you just knock out so much work. Right. I feel like once I find that song, that's it. I'm like, I see, I see the whole highlight come together in my head. And so now I know two other songs that I need to look for after I have my core song. So the first song I picked was the, um, that like, you know, that first one. Um, And after I found that one, I knew that I wanted a really dramatic beginning that was very string heavy. And then I knew that I was going to need something kind of funky and party for the, for the reception. But until I found that first song, those songs could have, couldn't have existed because that vibe was the vibe I needed to like set into concrete, set into stone. Um, but then after I found that one, finding the other two were easy. And I love that. That's probably one of my favorite videos. 
and it's so true because you really capture that. Like it's such a party vibe. It really feels like her wedding. And then the font that you use and the color for the oh, font, the pink. like it just pops and it just like, it's so fun. It's it the really song. works. Yeah, it really is. There's, there's been songs too, where, I mean, I'll leave revisions on mm -hmm. the videos. Um, we use uh, Webster for our review tool. Sponsor this. Um, and a couple of weeks later, I'm like singing a song and that's when you know it's like a great, mm -hmm. a great song. So you hear it once or twice because I'm doing reviews on the videos mm -hmm. and it's, I'm like, oh man, what song is that? And there's been a couple of times I've texted you. What's that song? Yeah. Um, and I think there was a really good one. It's called Sucker. Um, I forgot the artist. Oh, the I'm Just a Sucker for a Happy Ending. Yes. Kick off your student. Yeah. Da, 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 Such a da, great, da, da. Like, yeah. happy, upbeat song. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Yeah. And I remember like, I like looked it up on Spotify. I was like, I don't know where I heard the song. This is great. And then I realized like it was in one of our wedding videos. Yeah. And I was like, felt a little weird, like listening, cause I was just like listening to wedding videos, but I know, um, but I was like, this is a great song. Yeah. Yeah. Indie artist. I looked him up. Yeah. They're always, they're usually really small. Yeah. Music bed is like great for music. They're almost all indie artists. Yeah. That aren't really well known. We offer two websites, uh, Firefly, but music bed Music bed, if you're listening. Music bed, man. So yeah, Whipster takes the cake. Music bed. Sony. Firefly. Firefly. Firefly, if you want Christina Perry. Yeah. Or Ed Sheeran. <laughs> yeah, they serve their purpose with like yeah the more trending, popular stuff. And ultimately, the couple is gonna be happy with what they want, right? Like the bride, if even if they pick a song, like I've I've years ago overcame that. You know, even if I don't like the song. If it's what the bride wants, it's her video. She's the one who's going to watch it forever. Right. I'm not, you know? So ultimately, I think I'm also okay with that now. I used to get really hung up on it before because I'm like, this is making my product look bad. Um, but now it's like, no, the, the, the customer got what they want. Right. And so they're also going to write the good review because they had a great experience instead of me giving them something they didn't want. Right. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, it's just like you want whoever's watching the film, like to be happy and, and love it. Like, yeah. um, it was one of the last one I had a shot. I think it was like Matt and Sam and they wrote a review. They like love their mm -hmm. film. And it's just like, that's a great feeling, you know, where it's just like, yeah. I think it's a very solid film, you know, but, um, I'm not sure if they choose the music or not, but again, I thought it just came out really great and they're super pleased. So it's like, you know, I'm happy. Yeah. You know, I know. And I think that, um, I have that internal struggle of always wanting to do something like push myself right. and want to do something that's new and creative. And so, um, versus realizing like, okay, but the format's also great and right. that works. Um, and it, it's hard cause like when you're, when you're kind of reproducing yourself and even like you get that structure and you can train someone now the challenge becomes, um, what's, what's the new thing for me? <laughs> Right. Like I can now watch a highlight and break it down or I can like now we have this thing written down where we can now like give someone a, a formula of how to make a great film. Um, now, what's the new thing for me? Right. You know, and I don't know <laughs> what that challenge is, but I think that there's there's a there's there's a lot to unpack there. Um, but that, that keeps the fun. Yeah. Yeah, I like you go from like doing to teaching and I remember like going through that a lot where it's just like I was doing so much and I got like really burnt out on the shooting aspect. Um and then I found like other things to kind of do with like you know yeah. even around here like today I just worked on organizing stuff. I just needed like a break from the day. You know it's funny. Um I don't know if you've ever felt this, but working a job where you're like having to be creative I've found myself like daydreaming of an office job before and just filing cabinets. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have many a daydream of just like being handed a stack of paper and being told to file, <laughs> but it's yeah. like, you can't win no matter what, like that, everything is going to get old. Yeah. Sometimes it's, uh, and that's, I mean, that's, I kind of have that a little bit. Like if I need to take a break, like I can just do something like I'm organizing draws today. And I think it's just because my body is so like yeah, spent from this weekend of shooting that I'm just <laughs> like, 
yeah, this is all I can, my brain can handle is like very, yeah. you know. And if you don't, I think what I'm learning now, and I wish I kind of knew before, is if you aren't attentive to that, you're doing a disservice to your future self that needs to show up and be creative. Hmm. Yeah. Because then you're not giving your brain the time to breathe. Right. And then how are you going to think of anything new? You right. know? Yeah. How do you uh, handle like the like workload of like constantly consistent? Is it just kind of the, the format and kind of leaning on that? Um, I think if I need to, um, if I'm feeling like I've, I'm drained and then when you're drained, you still have to pump out then that's where the format is heaven sent um, because you know that you can fall back on something that's going to be good no matter what. Um, but I also think that, again, I'm trying to work through this currently because I know that I work well under pressure and sometimes my like most creative ideas come when I'm down to the last second and I did it to myself. No one's making me do that. <laughs> like right. the freelance life. No one's making me, you know, but sometimes like I'll, because I can give myself the time to focus on like, man, this, this first 30 seconds just doesn't feel right. Sometimes I'll just get stuck on it. And because I can give myself the time, I won't like, I'll just sit and I'll think on it. But then it's not until the last day where I finally tried something and it finally clicked and then everything else will come after that. Right. So I I don't know. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to navigate that currently trying to become, trying to figure out how do you take passion and um, inspiration and even put it into a box of like discipline and organization when you kind of like, there's, there's the skeleton that you can rely on. I don't know if you feel this, but like sometimes it's not fun relying on the skeleton. Right. So sometimes it feels like maybe um, if you've gone back to the format so many times, it can sometimes feels like feel like the format is no longer good, even if it mm. still is. But maybe it's it's just because you've done that format so many times that your eye is just tired of seeing it. Right. And so, but you have to do it. like you you have to rely on what's good until you can come up with whatever that new thing is. Right. Like if if something comes naturally, it's like refreshing. Right. You know. But it is, it is tough because um, I'm the same way in the field. Like I stick to a script. Basically, yeah. I have a shot list that I get. Um, and it's sometimes there. it's like fast paced. Like you don't have time to like really be creative. Mm -hmm. Things you got to do, things you got to get set up. Things, and it saves you. Yeah, it saves yeah, you. Yeah, it saves you. You know. Um, but yeah, once in a while, it's just like be nice to be creative and like <laughs> do something. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because Different. it's such a creative world. Yeah. Yeah. No, yet, it's true. It's like not. It is. It is and it's, it's not. I don't know. Well, I think if you're going to do. Um, so you kind of have the experience too where you can kind of dictate your schedule and be able to decide when you're going to be creative when you're, you know. Um, and so there's either the steady corporate format of doing volume and and that structure is great and then there's also the freelance structure which I think most creatives end up or naturally gravitate towards um because the people who are typically in this world <laughs> want to sleep in and because they work best starting at 3 p.m you know right. or or whatever that is I I know I can't focus at 9 a.m um but I forgot where I was going with that yeah. I lost my train of thought. Well, no, I agree <laughs> with you. Yeah, like I think creatives, I mean, I work best at like probably. I start functioning around two Same. as a human being. Same. Like it takes me a long time. Yeah. To like start. And you could force yourself to work until two and then from two to three, get the same amount of work done. Right. That you just forced yourself to do from eight to two. <laughs> and I also work better when like people aren't around. Same. <laughs> So it's like sometimes I'll just go up, you know, to my office and like I'll just work in my apartment. Hermit. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I'll just I'll bang through whatever I need to get done in like an hour and yeah. I'll get a day's worth of work done in an hour. And I think both come with the challenges. Like I very much so think that the freelance world can look very glamorous 
from the outside because it's just marketed as like, oh, you have your free time and you can do whatever you want. And if you function at three, that's great. You can. But then it's also like, yeah, but if you start working at three, you start seeing the beauty in the nine to five. Because if you start working at three, it means you're probably going to be working at eight, <laughs> you know, right. when everyone else is off. Um, right. And so I think both have its strengths. I love being able to be okay with the fact that I start functioning as a human around 1, 2 p.m. Um, and then I can get, bang out a lot of work. But I also see now the the value too in the nine to five where it's like you leave and like the work stays there, right. you know, and what you got done, you got done. I think as a freelancer, you you carry a lot of that to bed with you. <laughs> Right. Oh, I only got this far today. Yeah. Of XYZ. And now tomorrow I'm going to have to make up for that. Right. Which in the nine to five structure, I, I think that that's not, you can separate that a lot more. I don't know if you've had to like, I know for me, I've had to fully separate at my house. Like this is where I work. This is where I live. And I don't step into where I work unless I'm going to work. Right. And like in the morning I wake up and I walk out of my bedroom and I don't walk back in until it's time for me to go to bed. Yeah. I live, <laughs> I live in a studio apartment. <laughs> I work in bed. <laughs> so like my desk is literally right next to my okay, bed. Okay. So just kidding. <laughs> I often wake up and start like answering emails before I even shower. Oh man. I am a crazy email checker. Yeah. I'm constantly checking my email. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, I sent you an email. It was like 1 a.m. I guess I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah, but I'll, I'll be in my email inbox. Like, oh, 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 email. Like, oh, Perfect. <laughs> send me a text. <laughs> Look at it. Send me an email at 3 a.m. This must be important. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> Gets a response at <laughs> 4.30. So um, huge thing that was uh, a game changer for us. Uh, where you helped onboard really our first, like, second editor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and shout out to Jan. Yeah, shout out to Jan. I think we're going to have him on the podcast this week. Hey. He's actually shooting an engagement session right now. Wow. Which he didn't know about. And uh, so he's on his way to Maine. Oh. He left And early. he didn't know about that. Yeah, it was on the calendar, but Brittany's like, hey, just rem reminder, mm. you have an engagement session. Creatives and calendars. Right? Mm. So, um, but yeah, I remember, you know, you were training him on it. Uh, it's hard to find a good ed video editor hard to yeah. find someone with like a natural yeah raw talent that you could work with but we were training him up what was that like how was it what are the pain points there oh wow teaching so the yawn this is about you yeah <laughs> um well that was a whole that was a new experience um and I'm, I'm glad that i you had trained a lot of people with photo and so you had experience at least on how to like just duplicate yourself um and so I was able to like, I think I was able to take a lot from that. You were able to clarify like, you know, let's break this down. Let's break up the structure. If you could write this down for him and kind of help in that way. Um, but initially, I think what we did was just have him watch me. Yeah. For probably longer than he had to. Yeah. And just shadow. Um, and I honestly, I, I hold to that. I don't know if everyone, it's everyone learns in a different way. But I learned so much, like, I almost don't want someone to break it down for me. I just want to watch them do it. Right. And just watch them for hours. And just ask questions. Just ask questions. Exactly. Yeah. And then ask them to, like, do it again. Um, yeah, but we had him shadow for probably a couple weeks and then take a highlight and then repeat it frame by frame. Mm -hmm. And it was the same wedding, I think. He was recreating a highlight. So same couple, same wedding, same everything. Um and then from then, it was a new couple, same, like, copying a highlight now with a new couple, new wedding, and just, like, copy the structure and the workflow. Um, and what was cool about that is because is the fact that we got to see the pain points, we got to see, like, what's sticking and what's not. And mm -hmm. so when he copied a highlight that was the same wedding, same couple, frame by frame, I got to see, okay, um, he understood to download the same song. He understood where the cuts are supposed to be but he didn't catch that I stabilized every single clip. Right. <laughs> you know, he didn't catch that um, I actually only used a three second portion of the six second uh, flare. 
And so I, I'm doing that stuff all the time where I'll take like a flare and I'll flip it upside down, use a millisecond of it and then bring the opacity down, you know, right. to try to create something new with it. Um, so I got to see how much he retained and that was really helpful. Or even like, um, okay, he got the same part of the speech, but didn't tweak the audio, didn't get the levels right, or the song dropped too harsh. Right. And I thought that that was so valuable because you actually had something side by side to look at. Right. And so you could compare every single frame. And I honestly think that that's one of the best ways to work and to learn, um, right? Good artists copy, great artists steal. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of value in stealing, but copying. Um, especially in the beginning. Right. Yeah. It's almost like, I remember I used to draw and I would like trace the comic books. I'd have like tracing paper. You draw? Uh, I did. I did draw. Yeah, I dabbled. Some may drawing. mention a TikTok <laughs> <laughs> sketch face. Oh my God. At the height of the pandemic. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That was the first I ever heard of you sketching yeah. or drawing. It was cool. Yeah, I took a drawing class in college. Wow. Because uh, I was trying to like revisit my roots, you know. Go back but to I the would, starving I would, Yeah, artist. I would draw a lot. Um, That's cool. Yeah. And I'd love to like still do those things. Kind of like touching on like creativity and all that. It's like, yeah. What's the new thing? Yeah. Because there, there's like a lot of like being creative. Like it's like therapeutic, I feel like. Just like drawing or writing. You know, not for like anything, but just to like create. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Huge tangent. Yeah. I think um, I suck at painting and drawing so bad. So bad. Can I draw to save my life? And so uh, those activities are typically stressful for me. <laughs> Have you tried to paint? Yeah, it's real. I, I, I've tried so many times. I'm just bad. And I know you can't technically be bad at art. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, yes, you can. Technically you can, but hypothetically art is what you make it. But, um, I'm just so bad and therefore I can't like, you, pe like people paint as therapy or like color. I can't, it's stressful. I don't know. I haven't necessarily found what my go-to thing yet. It, I mean, maybe reading. Well, you also <laughs> sing. Oh, la la la. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess Further that's, tangent. Right. <laughs> Further tangent. Um, Jan, this is no longer about you. <laughs> we're completely off the podcast no, now. No, this is... Um, yeah, so... Yeah, but you do sing. I do sometimes. I, I, well, yeah. yes, I do, at my church. Yeah. I can be like, oh, no, I don't. But it's not like a passion of yours to sing. Well, I love worship. Mm. So I don't necessarily love... Like, I, I'm not trying to become like a paid singer. Right. I just love worship. And I think that, yeah, I could, it's like something I could spend hours doing. Um, and so. So I just want to make sure the camera's just still rolling. I'm like, what are we looking like <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yeah. And maybe, you know, that's part of that. I think if you're going to do a job that's creative, you need to also be in different kinds of, yeah, you right. play. Other outlets. Yeah. And, yeah. And I'm sure that that's helpful too. Like I, I don't play and holding on to those things that you're actually not even doing for anyone. Like I am an amateur at the piano, but I know enough to play and like right. to, for myself. Right. And so I'm never going to have to do it in front of people, hopefully. Um, and I get to just sit at home and no one else is going to hear it. And I love it. Like I could just sit and do it for hours. Right. And there's a, there is like a relaxation because you're like, well, this doesn't even have to be good. Right. Half of my piano doesn't even work. That's, I need something like that. I love the piano. I love playing piano. Um, but yeah, I think it's the same thing with, with painting too. I don't know how we got on such a tangent, but I think it's the same thing with painting. We'll bring it back. We'll find a loop. Because I felt like when I started painting, um, not that I didn't get like too far with it. I felt like if I kept going with it, it could have been like, you know, pretty decent at it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, I think in the beginning, like people try to be perfect yeah. at everything. Ruins you. It ruins you. Yeah. And it's just like, you have to allow yourself to be bad. To just suck. Or, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just like let it be what it is. Yeah. Um, but you also have to like be, to get better, I think you have to be honest about that. You have to be able to, yeah, tell yourself, watch it and realize, oh yeah, that wasn't good. Right. 
And I think there's like some level of like grace that you give yourself when you look at your work. Like if you worked at looking at your work now versus like your work from a year ago or three years ago, you'd be like, wow, it's atrocious. Super judgmental. Yeah. Super judgmental. But yeah. in the moment, it was like great. a lot of times you'd be like psyched off your work. Well, you know, I think that what you were saying is so true that you have to allow yourself to be bad because you, if you get so caught up, especially in the beginning at being perfect at it, it will ruin you. And I think that that might've been one of the keys to the success in the beginning. Like when we were just trying to figure out why is this video good? Right. Like we almost n naively <laughs> were like, well, this is awesome. And we were just excited about the product. Right. And then I think that that just brought so much freedom to it. Um, instead of it being like, this is what it has to be. This is what it has to look like. I think that maybe if I knew about the world of editing before, if I knew about the world, cause I, I mean, I like to edit my own stuff for fun, but if I knew about video editing, any, if I, I really think it would have like made me stuck. I don't think I would have been able to just walk into this, like the John and Emily, you know, and whatever that second one was, Olivia and someone um, blindly and be able to create something that maybe was fresh for the moment. Right. If I understood all the, minutia you know that came with the wedding industry right yeah it was just kind of I, I those two films though i mean you hit like very well um but yeah i think having the the pressure to be perfect is can really kind of kill something which here's where we bring it back this is it this is it you have something i have something okay Ready? good with yawn <laughs> I think that the new editors are, I, I give props to them because when we were yeah. doing this, we had nothing to compare it to. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and we just, it, it was only up from there. Right. You know, there was no way it was going to get worse. Um, and now editors are coming in to a format, a, tr a structure, a, this is how we do it, you know, and um, a shot list and an expectation Right. And so there already is pressure. <laughs> yeah. Like when Jan came in, um, like I applaud him because he was walking into something that was already created. And so it wasn't like he was just whatever's at the top of your mind, you know, create it, um, has its pros, has its cons. But I think that it's a different kind of pressure that I didn't experience. Yeah. It was a different, you know. Yeah, that's so true. And I would say like even like the newer editors kind of coming in, it's like. There is that pressure, mm -hmm. you know, because in the beginning, your films were what they were. Right. And there was no one, there was, was nothing it. to compare it to. <laughs> Thank now God. it's like the newer editors, like the films have gotten so much better mm -hmm. and now they're expected to perform at that level, mm -hmm. you know, so. Yeah. Geez, and what's cool. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I can't go back. Um, what's cool and I think at the beginning I was, I was getting caught too. And even like when training, how to teach someone my eye. Mm. Right. And how to like, that's the code I have to crack. I, I can teach you exactly what I do, but I haven't been able to crack the, my eye. How do I train you in my thought process? Um, and what I think I'm, I'm realizing now is that this might be offensive, but some people get it and some people don't, whatever it is. Some people get it and they just get it. And then some people, they can follow a structure, but they just can't get it. Right. And whatever it is, is also unique to that person. It's just it though. Like whatever Jan's eye is, doesn't have to be my eye because his eye, if he gets it, that that's going to feel just as right. Right. You know? And I think that that's where it's hard to find people. Right. It's hard to find people that get, whatever it is. And I think people can eventually get it. Yeah. Some people can, but it takes them maybe longer. Yeah. You know, and that's where you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, they got it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, yeah, it's very, very true. It's, it's very true. And it's, it's tricky. It's hard because that you're never going to be able to write down. Right. Yeah. That's just something. It's just like, all right, <laughs> you're born. It. Yeah. It's why some, like you hear people with incredible voices or playing abilities that will never right. make it. And then you hear someone who maybe doesn't have as good of a skill technically, but they're huge. 
it's just something. Right. You almost don't even know how to describe it. Yeah. That's so true. Well, that's probably a good place to wrap. I'm trying to keep these on the shorter side now. What time does it say? I don't even know where the time is. Yeah, we've been rolling for about an hour. I think it says, yeah. Yeah, it's just over an hour. Is this where I say my social security number? Yeah, so just look into that camera over there. Give him your social security number. <clears throat> 857. No, no, that camera. Oh, right oh there. okay. Yeah. 857-434-21. That might have been too many numbers. Yeah. Four, four. That was actually your number? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not stupid. <laughs> All right. Well, Val, thank you so much for being here. This, this has is been, fun. This has been another episode of Moving the Mountain, a creative leadership podcast. Boom, boom. Guest Val Santes. Thanks for dropping by and uh, sharing your insight on video editing. Thank you. <laughs> You're sweating.